Welcome back to another episode of Win Championship Repeat Boston Sports Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are going to be looking at games number four and game number five and what took place in both of those and now how the Celtics are backs against the wall and just discussing the the finals so far and for the Celtics what this could be. So going into what was game number four, it was a tough one. It was a tough one for sure. Um, And if you look at it from a Celtics perspective, they lost 107-97. In the last like three minutes or so, two or three minutes or so, they had so many chances. They took three-pointers after three-pointers after three-pointers and couldn't hit one after another after another, but they just looked uh, terrible at the end. Horford had one three-pointer out of like the seven in a row that they decided to take. Why? I don't know. Um, I also noticed that Steph Curry was very good, 43 points and 10 rebounds. One thing I also noticed, um, more so now, because it was brought up, I don't know if I saw a video on it or what, but Steph Curry, whenever he takes three-pointers and he has someone on him, he always takes a three-pointer kind of like from the side. So he doesn't take his three-pointers just shooting straight at the basket. It's like he's trying to get fouled each time. So he kind of like does like a side shimmy three-pointer. If he's wide open, he'll just take a regular three-pointer. But if he's got like somebody on him, he'll like kind of like bump to the side. But he was amazing. He was one of the reasons why they were so good. The Celtics got outscored 28-19 to 19 in the, the fourth. Um, they started out strong, um, beating the Warriors in both the first and second quarters. But then the third quarter came around in the fourth quarter. And it just didn't go the uh, Celtics' way. They got a lot of help when they needed it. 17 points for Wiggins. Uh, and he had 16 rebounds. He was great as well. Clay Thompson at 18, he had a pretty good game. Jordan Poole, 14. Clay Thompson, Wiggins, Jordan Poole had very good games for them. And, uh, you know, it was what they were expecting. 23 and 11 um, rebounds for Tatum. Orford had 8 and 6, which was not the greatest. Rob Williams had 7 and 12 rebounds. 18 points for Mark Smart. Jalen Brown at 21. Derek White had 16 off the bench. So the Celtics looked like a team that just they just didn't look good at the end and I assumed that in this next game they were going to go and you know be much better um and it just it just didn't happen and they looked like such a a great sort of organization that had what it takes to win that game and if they had won that game the series probably would have been over because you would have been going back to Golden State you probably would have lost and then won the next one but now now we have game five for game five I thought the Celtics needed to do two things first and foremost was cover Steph Curry and make Steph Curry out of the game and Steph Curry needed to be non-existent or as as non-existent as Steph Curry could be because he is someone who scores just so much so it's hard for me to say he's gonna 100% be out of the game, but more so uh, limiting his numbers um, from what they were. And we actually did that. Steph Curry only scored 16 points and had 8 assists, so I'd take that as a victory. He was 0 for 9 from 3, so Steph Curry didn't have the great game, 
and they did that part right. But they lost 94-104. Golden State won by 10. Golden State's in the driver's seat going to the Boston Garden. Thursday is the next game. And so with Steph Curry basically not having the greatest game, the other players had to step up. And the problem was the other players did step up. You saw Draymond Green had 8 points and 6 assists and 8 rebounds, which is a lot higher than what he's used to. Um, the star of the show was Andrew Wiggins, who had 26 points and 13 rebounds. Um, this guy was outstanding for their team. He was an all-star this year. Andrew Wiggins, that trade, just thinking about it, I mean, Kaminga hasn't done anything. And that's a little expected. Maybe not really, but... Um, Andrew Wiggins has made that deal for D'Angelo Russell worth more than ever. Because he is very good. And he could be finals MVP if they end up winning. I mean, everyone assumes it's going to be Steph, but Andrew Wiggins could pull it off. It's not something out of the realm of possibilities. I also want to point out that the Golden State Warriors have two guys um, that are going to be new head coaches. Mike Brown is going to be the head coach of the Kings. Um, he has been a head coach before, and Kenny Atkinson was just named head coach of the Charlotte Hornets. So you have somebody who was a head coach in Cleveland for five years, a year with the Lakers, or two years with the Lakers, I should say, and then back to Cleveland for what seems like maybe a year or two, and then he's been with Golden State as an um, associate head coach from 2016 on. So uh, he's gone, Kenny Atkinson's gone, but yet... They haven't stepped uh, stepped a beat away to focus on what's new because they still got a team to deal with here. So uh, they're looking pretty good. And, um, yeah, they're in the driver's seat for sure. Celtics in this game, um, not so hot. I mean, Tatum had a good game, 27 and 10 rebounds, uh, 10 points and 8 uh, rebounds for uh, Robert Williams. Marcus Smart had 20, 18 for Jalen Brown. Um, I did notice Derek White only had, um, he only had one point. He wasn't great, and when Derek White doesn't step up, uh, they don't step up. Grant Williams had three points. If he doesn't step up at all, they don't step up. Pritchard only played five minutes, and the Celtics bench, they only used Grant Williams and Derek White, uh, for anything more than five minutes. Um, Pritchard played five minutes, and the other players just kind of filled in at the end, I'm assuming. Um. Because they all got like one minute of playtime. Uh, Warriors also had a lot of help from Jordan Poole, 14 points, and Gary Payton, uh, the second. Now, Gary Payton has a pretty crazy story. Gary Payton, uh, the second, his father, obviously, is a Hall of Famer. He played with Supersonics, and um, he was undrafted from Oregon State, Gary Payton. And he basically started with the Rio Grande Vipers, then went to Milwaukee, played with the Bucks, and then traveled to their G League team, Wisconsin Herd. Then went to the Lakers that same season, played with the Lakers for like a little bit of 2017, a little bit of 2018. Then he went to the South Bay Lakers. Then ended up, after that, going to the Rio Grande Valley Vipers again, Washington Wizards from 2019, and their G League team, Capital City, go-go. Then back to Rio Grande uh, Valley Vipers then back to the South Bay Lakers, then back to the Wizards for a year. Then he was with the Raptors 905, uh, which I'm guessing is the Raptors G League team, and then the Golden State Warriors 2021 to present. And I'm sure he is going to have a lot of suitors when his contract is up because 
things uh, seem to be uh, seem to be going well uh, for sure. So that is, um, I guess that's uh, that's his uh, his situation, and he's done very well. So for the Celtics, they're in a very tough spot because you're going to assume that game six, Steph Curry is going to have a great game because he's going to want to finish it off in six games. The Warriors are going to want to finish it off in six games. They're not going to want to go back to Golden State for a game seven because I think if the Celtics can win game six, then it's a lot more of a dogfight. The one thing I do think will be on Boston's side is the fact that I think the NBA probably wants a seven-game series. And I think, you know... If it goes seven games, then the narrative can be Boston went seven games against Milwaukee and Miami and now Golden State. And if they win, then it can be like, okay, well, they went seven games and they won. And if not, then, oh, they won seven games and finally lost it. Golden State, I think, you know, they've proven to us whether they win or not that they are a good team and they're a team that's not given up and they're an older team for sure because of Draymond and Steph and Clay Thompson and Kayvon Looney's been there. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, Golden State is a team that uh, they deserve to win. So do the Celtics. They've gotten this far. And, I mean, for Boston, they did all they could with Steph Curry, but everyone else stepped up. And so now I think they have to just guard what they can and, you know, hope to to get it done. I think for the Celtics, if Horford doesn't have a great game and if Derek White doesn't have a great game, those are the two X factors because Tatum played great. I think Jalen Brown played pretty good and so did Smart. If Horford and Derek White don't have great games, Celtics aren't going to win game six because I think you can only do as much as you can ask for. Tatum hasn't been himself, and if we can get more out of Tatum, get more points, that would be great. Obviously, I don't know if that will happen, but... If it's possible, um, and he has a great game six where he scores 30, 40 points, then that's a big, you know, that's a big help for the Celtics. But, you know, I kind of want to just take a second and talk about, you know, what's to come if they do lose game six and this this is over and they made the finals and this is over. So I think we've kind of struck lightning uh, in a bottle with this team. Things went our way, maybe we hit shots we shouldn't have, maybe we got farther than we should have, but this was a great team, and this was a very good team, and we filled our roster with the right pieces, and I was thinking about this, and, you know, I was thinking about Danny Ainge, and could he have gotten to this point, and I don't think he could have, and I'll tell you why. Now, I'm not denying that Danny Ainge was great at what he did in Boston, obviously winning a championship. But the last five or so years, um, you know, starting from what I'd say 2018, or I'd even say when they started getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, Danny Ainge never got this team past the Eastern Conference Finals. He had different iterations. He had different players come in. He had all-stars. He had draft picks. He had whatever. Uh, None of them got to this level, and none of them got over that hurdle. And it seemed like there was a barrier in between the Eastern Conference Finals and the NBA Finals that couldn't be broken. And item A, Udoka, broke that barrier. And this team broke that barrier. And Danny Ainge prioritized young players. And obviously the third pick in the draft you're going to prioritize. But a lot of these other picks he prioritized more so. 
And so I don't think they would have gotten Al Horford for Kemba because I don't think they would have traded the 16th pick. And so I think that trade wouldn't have happened because the Celtics would have tried to do something else. I understand why Brad did it because he was looking at the bigger picture. And even if it didn't work out with Horford, he had a contract that at the time could have been just dumped for half of it. You know, $14 million was left, $12 million off the books. Uh, but also just he's an expiring after this season. So you don't have Kemba's big contract weighing you down like, um, you know, they would have. So I can get why Brad Stevens did it and giving up a draft pick. Maybe it turns out to be great, maybe not. But he was doing this more for the flexibility for the future and more so for a player that maybe fit this team a lot better than Kemba did because Brad Stevens was the head coach, so he knows what these players are and he only can do what he can with the players given to him. But now he has a chance to take the team that he knew so well and make it his own. And that could also be a good reason why this team was successful because Brad Stevens saw where in the Eastern Conference Finals they messed up and he brought in players to help them get over that hurdle. Now if you look at the Derek White trade, that wouldn't have happened either if Danny uh, Ainge was in office still because Danny Ainge wouldn't have traded both a 2028 pick swap with San Antonio as well as a first round pick this year because I feel like he would have probably balked at something. Brad Stevens made a deal that was a fair deal on both sides. They obviously got the best player in Derek White, but more importantly, San Antonio got assets. So if this was Danny Ainge, he would have tried to squeeze them for every orange, and sometimes it worked. Sometimes you get this trade like they did with Brooklyn, where you get all these draft picks and it works out. And sometimes you don't get trades that happen because I'm sure there were dozens of trades that Danny Ainge tried to throw out there that didn't work because he wanted so much, right? They wanted Jimmy Butler at the draft or Paul George or this or that, and maybe something didn't get done because Danny didn't want to add that extra piece, and Brad Stevens maybe would have, and I think with these two prime examples with Horford and Derek White, Brad Stevens did not care about adding in a draft pick or adding in a pick swap or adding in whatever, so... I think Brad Stevens is trying to make deals that are more beneficial to the the goal of this team. And I don't think he cares as much about the, you know, bigger long-term, you know, down the road when a bunch of these veterans are older. He's looking at it in a championship window saying, this could be our team. Like right now, coming up this offseason... I can tell you that the Celtics are probably going to go all out because, number one, they were under the luxury tax last year. So that's that's a helpful situation. Two, and more importantly, you have owners who saw how great they were and probably want to get back to the NBA Finals. And they're going to basically say to Brad, do what you can, add what you want to get better and get to the Finals and be more of a legitimate team. So my best guess is they're going to take this experience. If they win, great. If they don't, then they can build off of that. They've gotten over that sort of Eastern Conference Finals hump. And because you have Tatum, who's young, and Brown, who's young, and Marcus Smart's in his prime, and Robert Williams is young, and you got great role players, I think they got a good team. And whatever happens in this playoffs, whether they win Game 6, they win Game 7, get rings, they don't get rings, they made it this far, they did great. It was a good season. And I mean, honestly, everything worked out in their favor, and they played some great games against Milwaukee, 
against Miami, Brooklyn, Golden State. I mean, this is a great series whether they win or lose, to be honest.